Welcome to The Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. Each week, we investigate themes of leadership, entrepreneurship, and mindset with some of the greatest minds in real estate. And now, the data scientist of real estate, George Roberts. Welcome back, Foundry family. I want to thank you for your viewership and listenership. You have helped this podcast become what it is today. Without you, there is no podcast. This is the second of two highlight episodes consisting of the best moments of the first 127 episodes. We will resume our regularly scheduled programming on Monday. Enjoy. Catch you on the flip side. We've got a deal we just bought in Illinois, 264 units. The way we found that deal, it's 41 buildings. All 41 buildings have a different color, shade, and gradient of their roofs. We saw it from the sky. We have somebody on the team that's literally looking at uh, disrepaired junk in yards or looking at obvious signs of disrepair. And disrepair to us means mismanagement. Mismanagement shows us tired landlord status. So we then run a filter on the properties and we go, wow, these people have owned this property for over 20 years. We literally call them directly, just pick up the phone and we say, hi, hi. We're such and such investment group. We're looking for an asset to buy in this area. Depending on what time of the year it is, we change the script. So like right now, here we are going into the end of the year. We always change the script and say, we need to buy an asset before the end of the year. We're quick to move. We need to buy something for depreciation purposes. Sellers then understand that conversation. We say, we're looking to pay the price that you're looking for. We literally tell them right up front in the first five sentences, we only buy assets on seller finance. So we plant the seed right up front and we're weeding people out. We're weeding people out. You know, it's amazing how small brain we have. <laughs> very small brain, very, very small brain. But if the brain, our thinking, our thoughts are all consumed, you know, by the all the negativism or our behavior, because what's subconscious and conscious, right? I talk about in the book also, the, the subconscious we do everything subconsciously, usually, because that's what just tells us, you know, we don't even know we are driving the car, but we are driving, right? You know, but we might be thinking all over the place. So it's better to really control our subconscious and let the subconscious become very aware of what we want to accomplish in our life. And things happen. When I was born in 1981 with cystic fibrosis, I was supposed to live to be about 16 mm -hmm. or 18 years old. And for those who aren't familiar with CF, it is a genetic condition that uh, my parents were silent carriers of. They didn't know. Mm -hmm. The gene actually wasn't discovered until 1989. So after I was born, essentially my lungs, uh, without getting too technical, were set to deteriorate over time to the point where I would need a lung transplant or you know, I just wouldn't be able to breathe without getting too dark. So growing up, I did have a, a lot of hospitalizations to treat really tough lung infections, pneumonia. I missed a lot of school and even working at my former biotech job was an extreme challenge because I'd miss a lot of work from being sick. So it was always something that I was at the forefront of my mind of balancing, you know, living life and enjoying life, but also trying to take care of myself to the best way possible. In 2019, a miracle medication came to the market that we had been hoping for, praying for. It's completely changed my life. I was able to actually go from a goal of 500 to surpassing that and buying 1600 units this year because I hired somebody to do things that I'm, that I'm not great at. And so for me, mindset wise, a lot of you guys that are out there, you don't have to do anything on your own. So short of hiring people, who can you be around, right? You, you know, what's funny is I don't 
even underwrite my multifamily deals. People are like, oh man, you must be really good at, multi at underwriting. Nope, I don't underwrite anything. I have somebody else underwrite all that stuff. I have my lender underwrite it. I have my private money. I have a guy that's a one of my private money lenders that is a, he's an analyst for a big, big multifamily company. So I have him and like 12 other people look at all of our deals. I never look at the deals. I don't. I look at whether they cash flow. I look at the IRR. I look at all of those types of things, but I'm not sitting there on a computer and a spreadsheet analyzing deals. That's not my job. And so I see a lot of people trying to get into this business and what they're doing is they're not collaborating with a community of other people that have skill sets that they don't have. They're trying to learn paperwork. That's what a transaction coordinator is. is to do something completely out of your comfort zone. So go follow maintenance, go work in accounting, push yourself to understand the full circle of property management. It will benefit you immensely as you grow. Find out what your superpower is and focus on your superpower. Leave um, the uh, other activities that could be superpowers of other people to other people. So being a professional with 25 years of sales and sales leadership experience, I've been building relationships and having investor type or business um, discussions for years and years and years. Whereas I have not been a guy who's been swinging a hammer. I certainly have not been a property manager. I've not been an acquisitions guy that's gone out there to find things. So I find if I, if I can stay in my lane and try to perfect what it is that I do, then I can really benefit my investors by partnering with folks that do the same thing in their channels. You know, it's amazing how small brain we have. <laughs> Very small brain, very, very small brain. But if the brain, our thinking, our thoughts are all consumed, you know, by the, all the negativism or our behavior, because what's subconscious and conscious, right? I talk about in the book also, the, the subconscious, we do everything subconsciously usually because that's what just tells us, you know, we don't even know we are driving the car, but we are driving, Right. You know, but we might be thinking all over the place. So it's better to really control our subconscious and let the subconscious become very aware of what we want to accomplish in our life. And things happen. Someone is new to this industry. Don't be too eager to commit completely to a definitive legal entity. Take your time to find people where your values are truly aligned people that you can see yourself spending a lot of time with, because a lot of times these partnerships are for years on years. They sometimes last longer than marriages, right? So you need to make sure that you guys, you know, from all different levels, um, from the way that you want to treat people, from the way that you want to conduct your business, you know, from even just regular uh, business etiquette that you guys are aligned. So take your time. Don't try to get into something overly quick. Outstanding. Well, guess what? He ended up not submitting the offer to that client. And then he ended up losing the listing after about roughly six months. That's what happens, right? When you can't sell a client's asset, you lose the listing. Welcome to the new world. If the, mar if the debt market is changing your ability to sell a property, but I'm still offering full price, and you're not presenting the offer to the client? It is so crazy to me. So we ended up buying the deal. I closed on the deal actually this morning. I just got I just got confirmation we closed on the deal this morning. Broker, we ended up going directly to the seller, offering exactly what I, I told the broker. The broker refused to give to the seller, and we ended up just going directly to the seller. So creative finance is literally the only thing I do, and we bought 1,600 units this, this year. So 
when people tell me, oh, creative finance is like this niche product, I'm like, it's not niche to me. It's literally 100% of what I utilize to purchase my properties. And I bought more properties than most people do in maybe five years, 10 years sometimes, all in one single year using creative finance. A friend of mine, he would always coach his agents on margin. And what he defined margin was is is sort of the quality of life component, right? And so, you know, we're all working hard in the multifamily industry on the investment side, on the brokerage side, the lending side, all those things. You know, we're trying to create a life for ourselves where we can actually have time to spend on our hobbies, time to spend with our family, our friends, doing things on the weekend, having actually having a life outside of real estate. And so that's called creating margin, right? And so what I have found is that when I look at some of the best investors in the country, and I look at them just sort of as I gotten to know them personally and what their personal life looks like Monday through Friday after 6 p.m. And what it looks like on the weekends, they have a lot of margin. They've set up, they've hired on the right people, the right staff, they've got the right engine going where that has become a priority to them. Having personal time, having margin to do the things they want to is important to them. And that makes them more attractive. I'm attracted to someone like that because I like to be around people like that.